Welcome to the Wedding Mavericks podcast with me, Lindsay and Jules, a podcast for wedding videographers and photographers where we discuss all aspects of running a business, developing technical knowledge and skills and pushing your creativity. Before we start today's episode, if you're finding the podcast useful and you're enjoying it, we would love it if you could take a minute, please, to either review a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever it is that you're listening to us and share it on your socials um, or with a friend who you think might well be interested or learn from this or appreciate it. This will help us to grow the community and help more people build successful and sustainable wedding photo and video businesses. These episodes of course are always on YouTube so if you want to watch us, um, and we know that some of you do, so thank you for, for tuning in on there. Uh, please just search also on YouTube for Wedding Mavericks. Bonus. So we're having a, a pretty exciting week. We've launched our new branding uh, and website. Uh, the website's probably the, the bigger part because yeah. the branding we've we've kind of had for a while, haven't we, whereas mm. the website's just been finished. So that uh, that's what... You've heard us banging on about it a couple of times on what we've been up to this week and um, kind of we've talked about uh, the people that are helping us with the, the website. So it, it, it looks it looks amazing, it really does. And mm. it's so much more professional than the one that we've had for the last five years, which we kind of did ourselves. Well, I, I, I did it. Yeah. Um, but I'm, obviously, I'm not a web designer and I'm not a... Uh, well, I'm not any kind of desire. I mean, <laughs> it's just not my not my forte. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, it, it's it's a big big step up for us. Yes, um, yes. Helps us to take things in a in a much more um, professional and and solid back, background background foundation <laughs> foundation was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to check that out, because obviously we've been talking about talking about that a little bit. If you want to check that out at yourstorystudios.co.uk. Um, and our podcast sponsor, Divine, are behind all this. Um, later in the year, we, we hope to do kind of an episode where we discuss the process of uh, going through the branding and the design and the website build with them. Um, and then, but we, we also wanted to kind of discuss the outcomes of investing yeah. in the, the branding and website as part of our business. So rather than just talk about it now, um, it'd be better to talk about it few months down the road back end of the year when we've had enough time to kind of develop some understanding of how it's um, improved the business we've got some data and um, some feedback and some long-term experience of how how it's changed usage and things like that so we'll, we'll plan to do that and, and hopefully get divine involved somewhere down the line to talk about things from their perspective as well but uh, yeah, we just wanted to, to mention that before we go into today's content. And um, if you're looking for help with your branding, your website, or any other aspects of design, um, get in touch with Divine Studios, mention Wedding Mavericks, get a 10% discount on the services. Uh, their link is in the show notes. Thanks to Divine for sponsoring the podcast and our amazing new yes. branding and website. Thank you. Okay, so today... 
um, we are discussing um, the opportunity, and that's exactly what it is, the opportunity to be able to shoot both film and photograph at weddings. Film, I mean video. This video, is one of those sorry, words. No, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. a funny word. I, I say film. I say film as well. But and I, I think a lot of people say film. But it's. I always kind of. I think of people when when you say film. Some people, if they're a bit older as well, they'll be like, "What like you're shooting on a film <laughs> camera and a digital camera?" So sometimes that that term can be a bit confusing for people. Okay. No, you can Stretch you can use it. the word film and photo. Okay. Because that's what we call it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just clarifying that for anyone listening. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, just shut up and drink um, my coffee. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I mean, so, okay, even, even just having to, you, you know, in, in clarifying that, you're doing that because in its own right, calling it film, calling it video, shooting Photo and video, photo Shooting, and film. it might sound like you've got a gun, might it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, word police. <laughs> no, but I use the term <laughs> shooting as well, so it's, it's all right. So th- that in its own right, it, it can be mixed with, uh, mixed with, it can be um, subject to mixed reviews. Yeah. Is what I was trying to say. Um, some people in the industry um, do feel strongly um, quite passionately that those things are two separate disciplines in their own right disciplines crafts specialisms um and they should be kept separate um so i think this will be quite an interesting one to to kind of gauge opinion on and 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 definitely just as we sort of said at the beginning not just a case of wanting to to hear what you've got to say from a review perspective so that we get an understanding whether or not you're finding this useful. But, you know, in terms of the practice of what you're actually doing as well, you know, share with us, is this something that you are currently doing, you're thinking about doing in the future? You are not thinking of doing it because you are um, uh, one of the professionals that's of the belief that these are two separate things and should be kept separate. We, we really would, genuinely would love to hear um, about why there are for and against yeah. in this, I think. Um, you know, it's something, as you know, we've been in business now for five years. And I would say that doing both of them is something that we've done for the majority of that time. Yeah. Um, not every single wedding. Um, at this point today... It's between about a third and half of all the weddings that we do will be photo and video. I remembered. <laughs> um, we, of course, started our business um, just in delivering wedding videos. And this has always been our main product, if you like. That's always been the service, the yeah, main the service, yeah. the video that we've provided. Um, because we, we do love that. And... We do strongly believe that everyone should invest in a wedding film. Yeah. We did, even 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, it was completely different. But even then, I think the one thing that you will not escape from over time is is the is the value that a wedding film, wedding video will give you in terms of 
being able to re-immerse yourself in what that day was and the people that were there with you to celebrate that and make those memories with you. Yeah. And without going on to a completely different topic, um, which is which would be like more, you know, why is video so important, which we can do in another um, podcast. But, you know, for, for me, if if people think that photography is essential to a wedding, as in not many people, especially if they're having a big wedding and spending a lot of money on it, they don't typically not have a photographer. Mm-hmm. So for me, at this point, yes, I understand 20 years ago it might have been different, but at this point I don't understand why video isn't as just a, an automatic given, just like photography. And it should be. And, and you know, that is a personal opinion, but mm-hmm. I, and I can back that up and we can talk about that in another podcast. But also, I think in the future it will be. Yeah. So if you... If you're looking at um, whatever your true feelings and, and things are on um, doing both photo and video together um, and offering them both as a service, um, whether you're a which whether you're a photographer or a videographer, I think the reality is vid- video is going to become more important to people, and it's probably the biggest changed it's going to be the biggest change in the industry it already is if you look at what's happening with instagram and everything and and tiktok and and just just youtube in general how people consume video content now it is going to be the biggest change to the industry sort of for like 20 30 years you know that this next few years that everything's going to move towards video so if you've been resisting using video even if it's just your own video to, to use on social media or on online somewhere, you know, by resisting it, you, you've got potential of um, missing mm. out on a lot of opportunity. Mm. There's certainly been a change in tone, hasn't there? Even just in our five years, you know, yeah. from from day one, the the feeling definitely was the essentials are venue, photographer, wedding dress, and on from there. And the wedding film, sorry, video. Call it was, film. <laughs> was, um, it was, if there's enough money left in the budget, that was the luxury that if there's enough money left, then we might have a film. And, and people just didn't, again, we are sort of going down that rabbit hole a bit, bit much now t- talking about why video is important, but it was very different, wasn't it? 15, 20 years ago, you couldn't get the same sort of mm. you didn't have the, the variety you didn't have the yeah. uh, the p- people weren't out there making creative wedding films yeah. if you had a video of your wedding it was it was just a document um you know to document the day yeah but like I said so just in our, in our time trading those oh yeah five even years, in sorry, five years it's from, massively changed yeah yeah so you in, in what you were saying you're quite right because the kind of the needs of the the clients has has changed Yes. And I think I know we'll kind of come on to it, but yeah. I think photographers have recognised that. Some photographers have recognised that, that in that, more recent that's years. That's going to become a demand. Yeah. And so before we actually go into all this conversation, just to kind of frame your mind in the right place while you're listening to it, don't, again, we, we talk, every podcast comes back to business. And the reason is, is that's because that's because we're in we're in business. We're trying to kind of make a living from this. This isn't just a hobby. So... If you're thinking about it as something that's, you, you know, producing your, providing your income, 
um, you, you need to be less um, emotionally connected to what you think is the right thing or the wrong thing, what you'd like to be doing, what you what your what your artistic um, feelings towards it are. It has to be more a case of what is the commercial viability, mm. uh, and we will discuss that as we're going through this episode. So, background research. Let me. Um, I'm not going to dwell on this too much. I'm going to fly through it, but I wanted to mention it because rather than just giving you opinions and you've been like, well, that's just their opinion. I wanted to provide a bit of context to that. And it's interestingly, I have the perfect context. So over the last sort of few years, um, Lindsay and I both went to university to, we didn't get degrees when we were younger. We didn't go to university when we were younger uh, because we joined the police. So when we left the police and we started our business, we also did university courses and as part of that, you have to do, as a part of an honours degree, you have to do a dissertation. So you have to do a boring research project. And uh, I decided as part of mine, because I was doing about media and photography, that I would do something that would um, potentially help me understand business opportunities better. So I kind of did a bit of research that was relevant to the business. So I did a, a my dissertation was on... Um, can't remember the title of it and I haven't written it down <laughs> but basically basically it was it was our photography and videography still separate skills and um, art forms in the creative industry uh, you know from a commercial perspective so we're not talking about making art pieces we're not talking about ma- making a, a film I mean a movie or a, a, f- a photo that you're gonna sell in a gallery mm-hmm. we're talking about like selling it to a client which is effectively what we're doing with weddings isn't it it's it's like being hired yeah. by a company to do to do their business to do their photo or video work, but you're not you're being hired by a client. So even though we have got a bit more creative control over that and everything, it is essentially that's what we're doing. So it's a commercial enterprise. So uh, I will upload the dissertation um, and link it in the show notes in case anybody can be bothered to read it. I don't expect there will be anyone, but if you want sort of the you know if you want the hard facts. The, the, the results of the research, if you like, it's in there. Um, and I, I kind of in that, I looked into historically what happened with photo and video, how it all came about from way back at its inception, uh, right to kind of through the, the 90s and 2000s. And it's always, photography and videography, filmmaking, it's always been heavily influenced and affected by technology and commercial opportunities. Um, so it's it's about kind of what is possible and what makes money. So I discussed that in the dissertation and um, th- then I, I do some primary research, which is basically asking peers or consumers what um, what their, their views on the difference between photo and video are at this point. And this is, I did this back in 2000, so it's very recent. So here's a, some quick stats. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through every single thing that we, we talked about, but just quick stats. So from a consumer perspective, 77.5% believe photo and video are separate skills. Yeah. 91.2% believe someone can be competent at both, which is higher than I expected. Mm, uh, 55% would prefer the same people to be doing both. 42.5% they don't mind the same person doing both as long as they were satisfactory at, at doing them uh, together. 
And two, only 2.5% said that they would want separate companies who were specialised in just one. So there was there was well over a hundred. I can't remember the. I think it was one hundred and thirty odd people responded to this um, survey. Wow. Now, yes, it's not going to be the biggest cross section of society because I'm I'm doing it through my own kind of social media and and things like that. But you know, there's going to be it, of, with over a hundred people. There's going to be quite a variety of opinions there. So, you know, if you look at that, that's telling you that ninety odd percent of people don't really have an issue with the same person doing both Mm -hmm. so just from a purely from like a consumer perspective if you think of it like that they're not bothered they they they, you know if there's a good reason for them to hire the same person to do both then they they would Mm -hmm. um and a very small 2.5 percent which is pretty much nothing think that they should be kept separate so that's that's from a consumer perspective so if you're thinking about your business so from a practitioner perspective, so this was a survey, it was smaller numbers that responded, but it was still sort of 30 or 40, I think, the exact, the exact numbers in the dissertation. So 82.1% said that someone could be a photographer and a videographer. So again, quite a high number. 60.7% believes, believed the same person could do both on the same project at the same time, which was higher than I was expecting also. Um, 78.5% said that they believe that um, s- s- photography and filmmaking, videography are se- still separate art forms and skills. Okay. So whilst they believe that they're still separate, they believe, the, the majority believe that the same person can do both on the same project. Mm-hmm. So if we take a wedding, 60.7% of the people believe that you could do both. So we're in quite a good place, really, if you're actually thinking about doing both. You know, you've got your consumers... That, that seems to be what they they would want, mm-hmm. and actually practitioners are starting to believe that that's that's possible and that's the way it's going. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of mm-hmm. I, I wanted to provide that context because otherwise it could just sound like the stuff we're talking about in here is just our own experience because that's what we've been doing. And some people might be like, well, you know, that's just you. Yeah. Um, but you know, as part of that research, I also found. Um, people to interview in more depth to get deeper opinions on things so I sat down with um, someone who is primarily a videographer wedding videographer and someone who's primarily a wedding photographer but also does some videography both had experience of photography as well and to get their deeper views and one was more of the view that they should be kept separate and one was more of the view that they can be they should be done together or they can be done together. Yeah. So, you know, I've got, a, I also got a deeper understanding of that from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also why we'd love to hear from you. So if, if you, if you agree or disagree with any of the stuff that we're going to talk about in this episode, please just drop us a, a DM or something. Cause we'd love to get more understanding of this. Cause it's almost like a market research. And that's kind of why I did the dissertation this way. It was market research for our own business, but mm-hmm. dressed up in the form of a university project. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's that's actually I'm quite surprised by that. That's more um, that's more of a positive kind of for doing you know, it feedback together, yeah. for for doing it than than I expected. I think I was so surprised at the time when I did it. Yeah, I think maybe maybe I maybe I see too many um, gr- too many group chats negative and things, group comments maybe, about yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it's, it's, so. it's changed though, isn't it? So anything where things change, mm. you know, think about our old job, mm. think about in the industry. You know, we, we only talked about this in a, as part of last week's podcast that people, they don't question why. They just follow, you know, what they've, what they've kind of been told at some point, even though things might change, they'll, they'll carry on doing it that way because generally people don't like change. And this is definitely one of those resist the change situations. Yeah. And at some point, it, it will potentially become the norm and nobody will be resisting it anymore. So then let's think about what, what things have changed what what has happened that uh, that might that might enable this then or has enabled this kind of to to change over time so we know and and I know from last week's podcast you know we spent a little bit of time talking about just the example that you were just giving technology yeah in in, in its own right um the difference between a camera's capability now the lenses that are available um the skill set that that people have and you know let's take the the course even that that you were on that was media and photography media and photography yeah, yeah. They, did, they, they didn't and and funnily enough as part of the research I did I actually sat down with my entire class including all the tutors mm-hmm. and did like a focus group with them to get to gather their opinions about where they thought mm-hmm. the industry had come from where it was going and that was the response of the the lead tutor who actually kind of invented the course because yeah. this course didn't exist anywhere else. It was just at this college. Right. Um, so they created this course simply because they saw that the skill sets for photography and media production mm-hmm. were kind of merging together. Yeah. And that somebody who wanted to work in this industry going forward would need both sets of skills. So therefore it made sense to create a course where you could learn both. Yeah. And, and, you know, that kind of leads nicely into the, the fact that so there's the, the technology in its own right. And, and let's face it, manufacturers, so we're, we're obviously Sony users. Sony won't be developing cameras and bringing out these new iterations of cameras and working with the technology to improve them in photo and video yep. if there wasn't demand for it. Exactly. And so... You know, even the the, uh, the 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 manufacturers are seeing that there are shifts in industry as well. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about social media in a moment, but but just that. So take take the evolution from the technology, what we're seeing in education, to the industry. Then, so go back five or six years ago. Would you have? Um, expected to go to university or would you be expecting to kind of speak to your careers advisor in high school and talk about mm-hmm. I want to be a content creator well I don't even think that term existed until more recently yeah and so you know in that profession there is an expectation that the people involved in that are multi-skilled yeah um because businesses who kind of embrace and they have a desire, they have a need for the services of content creators. They don't want Jules, the content creator, because you're going to do the video and then 
next week they'll bring in Lindsay, the other content creator who just specializes in photo. Mm. Not at all how it works. No. It's multidisciplinary. Yep. So um, with that, you know, as professionals then, we're expected to have um, numerous skills, a cross-section of skills in both the photo and the video as opposed to just being good at one. Yeah. You know, that that's not saying for a second that there aren't people who just want to bring in a professional to do video and to do film and sound or just photograph. But it's it's kind of you know, our eyes have surely been open to the to the fact that professions have changed and new professions have emerged that require more than one skill set. Yeah. And and that's that's a great example is the the content creation that, that you'd put down. Yeah, and if if we kind of to to go back to maybe like that wouldn't have been possible, say twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, simply because your te- the technology, the 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 equipment that you would use to do photography and the equipment you would use to make films or do video work mm-hmm. were very different pieces of equipment. Yeah, and um, they required different understandings to operate them. They did this. They required different support um, equipment to make that possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, processing, being able to post-process things, whether it be photos, whether it be on, uh, you know, film a dark room or sending off to a lab, or you know, the editing software that was around twenty twenty-five years ago was completely different. You know, night and day different to what mm. there is now. So it's because of those transformations in. And, and advances in technology mm-hmm. that the equipment we use to actually capture images and the equipment we use to be able to process or support that process of of creating uh, photographs or films has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've still got an, a mindset of they are separate, mm-hmm. then we're not saying that there aren't situations where they should be separate. Mm-hmm. Like if we're making a Hollywood movie no, um but in in kind of a commercial term mm-hmm. th- there is no reason to keep them separate anymore because you can do everything on one device yeah. with one set of equipment with one computer one little laptop yeah. can have all the software you need yeah. to do everything that you could possibly need to do yeah and that's you know, that shift in kind of um, the introduction of the professions, the education that's been built around it. You've seen it in new thing now in the UK. So we had A-levels, but now there are T-levels and there are digital um, technology-based T-levels um, that are based all around professions such as this where students will learn to use camera technology, editing software, multi-purpose for a number of different reasons and that that there has to be a reason behind that but to then just sort of double up on that with going back to social media you know let's face it there's been this gigantic behavioral change in society because of social media and your clients now whether this is a business client that you do create content for um, because that's another element of work that, that you're involved in outside of weddings. Uh, whether it is your wedding clients, you know, we've all got a mobile phone, we're all users of social media, 
we all take videos, take photographs on our phones to use on social media. And even our 11-year-old daughter who just got a phone this year, um, one of the first apps that she wanted to download was something called CapCut. Why? Because she wants to make her own films and integrate her own photographs onto an editing timeline and create something that she wants to make for her friends. From such a young age, right across the the different kind of age demographics that we've got, there has been this huge societal change in people's behaviours and um, appetite for film and photo combined what can I do mixing those together and how, you know, that they're just part of daily life now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And so if as professionals... We can't embrace that. Then what, what, what are we going to... We're going to be left behind by our customers because they, they're actually moving forward yeah. faster than we are. Yeah. So... So I think it's, it's safe to say then, you, you know, as if that's what people can do... Um, just on their smartphones, just for fun, just for hobbies, just for to to put a little compilation together of a holiday that they've just been on, you know, something so simple as that. Why wouldn't they want to see a similar service delivered by professionals, either for their wedding day or to help their business yeah. if they're involved in business in their own right? Absolutely. So if we move on, from kind of the why to the how. Um, let's talk about offering the, the way that you can offer them. And so you could offer these services separately, couldn't you? Yeah, so you could absolutely. be both a photographer, professional wedding photographer, and a professional wedding videographer. You could do both of those services and offer those services, but you could do them completely separately. So you could draw a line and say, well, I'm not comfortable doing both of them at the same time. I don't feel like... Uh, I don't feel confident doing that. Or I don't feel like I'm going to produce the work that I want to be able to produce if I'm having to focus on the two things uh, at the same time. I'll keep them separate and people can hire me to do either one. And, you know, that that kind of um, makes sense because uh, if you like doing both, it keeps things interesting for you because one week... And and this is this is kind of we, we do a mixture, don't we? We do some where we're doing both together. We do some where we're just doing photo and we do some where we're just doing video. And I love that. I, I do. I do think that keeps things uh, interesting, and it gives you different days. And I'll t- I'll tell you that it certainly makes the days where you're just doing one or the other. Um, <laughs> it makes you appreciate those days because you're sort of like, well, this is. I feel like I've got all the time in the world. You know, this, this feels <clears throat> a lot easier. And then those edits. Yeah, and those edits because obviously you're not editing two lots of stuff. You're only editing one. So. Yeah, it gives you the freedom to, to keep things interesting and it can make you actually, doing it like that can make you really good to work alongside, you know, because I know that we always, or I'd like to think that we always work really well with a photographer if we're working, if we're doing mm-hmm. video alongside them because we are thinking about what that what that photographer needs to mm-hmm. do their job and we're helping them, we're assisting them where we can, you know, even if it's down to, to kind of helping them organise people or helping them carry things or whatever, you know. Wh- however holding we can, up a light when there's two of us, yeah. holding up a light so that the two of you can do a sparkler tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> good, good light stand is Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Strong arms. <laughs> yeah, so that's your, that's your bicep workout for the day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, we, we can do them separately and it makes you good to work with. So on the flip side, you could do them together. And I know that, you know, the idea for some people, the idea of doing them together might be like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a big enough job doing one or the other on a wedding day because the, the, some people are really comfortable at weddings. Some people actually find them really stressful because, you know, they might, they might do it for a living. It might be their job. Maybe, you, you know, you, you're early on in your career with it or maybe you're just always a little bit kind of anxious when it comes to the fact that, you know, you, there's pressure. You, you, could, you don't want to get it wrong mm. and, and they move very quick at certain points to wedding days. So some people might think the idea of doing both together, whoa. Um, but that, you don't have to do that. That's why we're saying you can do them separately, do them together. If you're going to do them together, We'll talk about the different ways in which the levels, if you like, yeah. which could do this. So a light version of doing video and photo together could be you're a photographer, you, you, you know, you, you've been doing that a while and you think I'm going to add video highlight films or, you know, little music videos into what I offer. This is probably the most popular thing that we're seeing at the moment. Mm. I'd say this is the thing that seems to get most videographers' noses put out a joint, really. Because it's almost like I think some videographers might feel that the photographers are coming in and offering this thing that is actually, it's purporting itself to be videography, but it's not. It's not, you know, it's not the same as what they would do if they were doing the job themselves. So that's the bit I think that's create, if, if we talk about kind of tension, I think that's creating the most mm. tension in the industry at the moment. And it shouldn't. It doesn't need to because, as as long as as long as like the the couples are getting educated by people, which is maybe what the issue is, um, that they're not being educated. But if they're educated to say, look, it's not. I'm not replacing the videographer. I'm I'm doing this. But at the same time, you know, if the couple just want a nice kind of montage and they don't want anything complex they don't really not bothered about audio recording they're not bothered about full ceremony speech edits things like that or like doc edits then actually yeah why not um i think from my own perspective you know because we want to give our personal views on it as well mm. i think the main issue with what's happening with that at the moment is pricing i think that i think some photographers are adding that on too cheap and that will kind of skew things because because i think yeah. that they'll realize that's a lot of work yeah and they're not charging enough for it you know it's mm. a lot of extra time editing mm. and they're not charging enough for it and i, and I think we, we, we kind of saw um a lot of that emerging didn't we during during the last two years mm. um and, and I, I dare say that actually not not just inspired no you know not as let me think not just as a method of kind of diversification in what they're doing because of the pandemic i think i re i think even in 2019 yeah there were photographers who were talking about introducing or who had already been offering these short highlight films like you say um and so i i think as well you know there are there's so much happening in terms of sort of people's available disposable income and certainly over the next sort of couple of years I think those photographers that that kind of were more forward thinking 
future facing could see that maybe they needed to look for opportunities to diversify the service to to kind of enhance the service that they were offering a little bit and so that's what they did but like you said maybe not perhaps realizing you know when it comes to booking brilliant that's an extra 500 pound four 500 pound on top of what i've got the reality then when those weddings come round, and it's not just a set of photographs that you're needing to to plow through and get edited and delivered to your your couples you've now got this film to incorporate into it as well so it's kind of it's increasing their workload as well yeah um so it'll be interesting to kind of see where that goes in in the future and if that pattern still remains but i think you're absolutely right maybe i think what photographers were, were doing it, it they're certainly undervaluing yeah you know what what they're doing in that respect and i can see that for some videographers the issue with it is is it's perceived as you're undercutting us. Well, it's perceived as like replacing what they do, yeah. but for like a hell of a lot a cheaper. Lot less. I it isn't it isn't replacing it, and that's why you know, as wedding videographers, as the wedding videographer community, they shouldn't feel like threatened by that because it isn't replacing them. Um, what what? But it, I understand why it feels like that because mm. they're not offering the same thing necessarily, and they're. You know, anyway, it's, we want it's, it's just easy to look at it on the surface, isn't it? Yeah. Of, you know, highlights film, because that's often what it's called yeah. when it's an add on to the photography package and it's a few hundred pounds. And so I, I see without kind of looking at examples of what that is and maybe thinking, right, so that's comparing what that yeah. to that. Yeah, because yeah. if the consumer doesn't properly look into it, concert, you know, and, and say, let's, you know, look at that, look at that and compare them. They, they don't really know the difference. They think they're getting some kind of bargain that means they don't really need a videographer. And obviously it would be very awkward if the videographer and the photo- you know, photographer was doing some kind of video and then the videographer was doing a video. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. And let's hope the industry doesn't end up like that. <laughs> um, but who knows? So that's kind of doing them the light version, if you like. Then there's a full version. So this is where, like what we've kind of been doing for quite some time, is is offering a full photography and videography service, including kind of audio recording, longer edits like a doc edit or the full ceremony speeches edits, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because effectively what we're, what we're doing is recording the day mm-hmm. totally in full, as you would as a videographer. And we're doing the photography as well. And you know, we can we can talk about, we'll move on to how you do that in a few minutes. But essentially, you are doing both services. So that person can hire just one uh, team or one person to do both. Um, and then there's the, the, the other side, which is just worth mentioning, because I've seen this come up as like a thing occasionally, and this can definitely cause some issues. And again, I'd, I don't know how... I don't know how I personally feel about it, but I, I sort of think I've never been in that situation, so I, I can't comment. But videographers who will take a load of film stills and start posting them or sharing them with the couple and and kind of almost encroaching on the photographer's mm. uh, thing. And I, I can see both sides of that. I can see that 
no harm, no foul. If you're being open, honest, and saying these are frames taken from the video, um, they're not. I wasn't the photographer on yeah. this day. Yeah, I'm not the photographer. I was. Mm-hmm. I'm not a photographer or whatever. I can yeah. see. I can see that that's cool. If you're just using it for your own purposes, like to to kind of pad out your gallery for you, that you're going to send to the the couple or you know to put on your social media things like that. That's fine. But if you Mm. if you're taking some stills and then posting them to the couple or posting them on social media before the photographer has got their previews or whatever out yeah that's you know you're asking for trouble you're asking for a fight aren't you (laughs) you know what i mean starting starting something that you don't want to be doing and but that's it's worth talking about because it's something that is more possible now with the high quality video that we've got you know we've all got the cameras that can record 4k or or even higher 8k and the stills that you can take from them are passable. Maybe not hung on a massive wall, but, you know, they're passable. So it's something that has started to happen over the last few years and could become a thing. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we'll move on to the ways in which you can do this. The how. The how. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know... Again, we'll, we won't go massively into it, but you could go. You could do this as a solo shooter. So I would say we've done. I, I know of other um, photographers slash videographers who have shot weddings solo, where they're doing the photo and the video. And we have done this, or I have done this, at a few weddings, um, usually smaller weddings, um, where there weren't as many guests. Was mm-hmm. the timeline was a bit, you know, more. Pre- more protracted it didn't it wasn't kind of all condensed into one I had a, a lot more time to get things done and yeah in that situation I feel like I did a decent job I feel like the product that came out of the other end of it I don't think anything suffered I don't think I missed anything uh, I don't feel like it was far below what I could do if I was focusing just on photo or video mm-hmm. but at the same time if you got a wedding where you've got you know 100 to 200 guests mm-hmm. and you are moving around from church to this location to that location and there's a lot going on mm. um you, you're not going to you're not going to provide the same thing as if you had a dedicated photographer and a dedicated videographer no no too much to yeah too much going on there yeah too much to so remember, yeah. that's me talking about solely on my own providing photo and video doing ceremony full ceremony edit with audio full speeches edit with audio first dance with audio and doing all the photos as well, you know, including group shots, portraits, the full shebang mm-hmm. uh, on my own. We've got quite a few cameras. That's why we can do it. Um, so that's that's kind of one option, but that's a very stressful option. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the, the kind of hire someone else mm-hmm. as an associate shooter or, you, you know, a second shooter. But if you're focusing on the video while the photo and they're doing the other they're not really a second shooter are they 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 are they should be getting paid for full, fully fully shooting the wedding yeah. um and obviously they they handle one side of the gig so maybe you're a photographer and you think i'm either going to team up with a videographer and we're going to do it together or i'm going to um you know but then it is just two businesses purporting to be one aren't you know it's not this is not the same as what we're talking about but there is one way of doing it and then you know the other way of doing it is to hire someone to come in and help you 
by shooting one one aspect of it. Yeah. And then there is the way that we do it, where we're fortunate to be, you know, in a relationship and we work together. So we shoot most of our weddings together, and we'll talk about how we do that in a second. But yeah. that that is basically like having a photographer and a videographer working together but we both shoot both and it works really well i think yeah okay quickly we'll go through downsides negative perceptions so i think the main thing and again some of this is related back to the research that we talked about earlier are you going to be able to deliver a good product is something going to suffer um you know there they're different art forms they require different approaches I, I do have that is something that came up and that's what people feel is the case they feel that there is a difference between taking a good photo and capturing a good video mm-hmm. clip and um, I, I agree to an extent but I also think that they share the same principles and if you learn the principles you can apply them to both mm-hmm. in the correct way you know for instance there's a lot of points not every single shot but there's a lot of points of the day where We'll both do this, won't we? We'll be capturing something. We'll video clip for 10, 20 seconds. Stop the video. Take a photo of exactly the same thing. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, and it, it, they both look like good images. They both work for the video and the photos looks good too. Yeah. So if you understand lighting and composition and you get into a place where you, you're consistent with the way that you're capturing both, so, for instance, you can't use flash when you're using video. So, if you if you use get used to using natural light, or you get used to using constant LEDs or something, you can capture the same thing exactly the same, and it still looks good. Um, doing one is definitely easier as a <laughs> practitioner, so that's a downside, um, and you know people might feel feel a bit overwhelmed by it all. Um, if you were going to actually try this, I'd never try it as a solo shooter for the first time you do it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Definitely have at least one person, maybe two, maybe you have a team of three of you to go and do it. And you're going to, you're going to handle both a photo and video, but you're going to delegate tasks mm. to people so that you're not having to do everything yourself. Yeah. Um, I'd say I wouldn't have shot a solo wedding doing this until I was much more comfortable with it. No, much more, Which, whichever your kind of native yeah discipline is you know it started with that wait until you've you've got you've gained some experience doing the other definitely if you're a photographer make sure that you've been gradually building up your experience doing a little bit of video work bit of the editing and then start to integrate that into a service that you're offering and 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 what you you know what you you're doing for people because um yeah yeah like you say that's something that could quickly get overwhelming and yeah and, and you you've and just then the results you know are compromised on the, the standard of work that you're producing yeah and you, you just touched on that as well because we've been focusing on the wedding day but the post-production is mm. very much mm. you know that's a big place where things can unravel yeah. um so you need to be f- feel comfortable before you, you you know before you try it on your own yeah which won't be for everyone and also before you start taking on volume of doing these yeah cuz like we've said in previous podcast episodes you know last year we, we between July and December we had 40 odd weddings but i think about 13 or 14 of them 
with photo and video in that mm. time. And it, so, it, it, you know, it pushes you basically up to editing 50 to 60 weddings, which, you know, was, was a, 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 as well as everything else that was happening and we were dealing with, yeah. So some upsides and positive perceptions of doing this. So the first one, if we're focusing on the customer and the client, it's better for the couple in a lot of respects. Yeah. Why? It's less stressful for them. Mm-hmm. There's less unknowns on the day. Um, and, you know, for you, there's less stress and unknowns because you're not working with somebody you don't know or anything like that. You're kind of more in control of things. Couple um, are just dealing with one. Couple one are just dealing with one person. Yeah. If you think about that, that list of suppliers that that they're dealing with in planning for their wedding and all the different, you know, the different amounts that need to go to different places, yeah. all those phone calls as you lead up to the wedding, different people that you need to have. That that's one less. Just one person, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be any difference of approach or opinion on stuff so yeah. it's it's just nice and straightforward for them mm. not that there is a lot of difference of opinion usually on a wedding day but it can happen yeah. depending on who you're working with yes. um so it, it, it's kind of the money side as well so if we, if we look at it from the client's perspective you might be able to offer those services you know both services together slightly cheaper we'll talk about why in a second but they you know they might get a slightly better deal which means their budget might go a little bit further mm-hmm. um so that's a positive thing for them um, for for us in terms of the money we might be able to offer that service slightly less than if we were just offering one or the other because we've only got one set of business costs mm-hmm. so we're already running our business we're already paying for all our subscriptions and and all the costs that are coming out the travel costs and everything we're not having to pay for any of that so it's actually whichever way you look at it, whether you look at it of, well, I can increase my profit margins or whether you can pass some of that saving onto the client, Mm -hmm. it is more cost effective for the client and it's going to potentially, you know, not only are you now offering two services instead of one, so you can charge for both services, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to have as many costs associated to all that. So in general, your business will be potentially in better shape from doing both and hopefully that leads to you being able to make more per wedding and Mm -hmm. therefore do fewer weddings yeah which you know better quality life and everything absolutely yeah um so essentially the there's there's a lot more people starting to do this you know what we've seen over the last few years is more people are Mm -hmm. starting to offer there's more businesses more companies offering both photo- photography and videography and they're all doing it in different ways some of them are teaming up like we've mentioned some of them are trying to do it by themselves some of them are building teams however you sort of do it as long as the output for the customer is good mm. it doesn't really matter does it mm-hmm. um so let's talk about our experiences Lynn. yeah i mean it's touch wood it, it remains that way um in the time that we've been offering film and photo, the the service that's been provided, the the end product that the clients have received, it it's it's been well received by them, um, and and it's gone well for us. You know, it's it's a it's a tough day, it's a hard working day. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then like we've talked about the kind of post production on that as well, um, but 
as you've also said, we you know we're we're fortunate because that's that's shared. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is now. I think it, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't last <laughs> no, year. It wasn't. No, no. That's that's very true. Yeah, I was away with. <laughs> last things. year was on me. <laughs> not that. Not that it's caused some scars or anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You don't keep bringing it up. <laughs> no. Um, now it's more shared than it was and um yeah in in our experience i suppose and and uh again this is this this is just for for us your circumstances the way that you work and and who you will work with um may be different but thankfully today uh it's something that we've now integrated further into our into our business and we see a future in delivering um, because it's been well received, yeah, and because we've continued to kind of um, learn more about doing this um, and try and improve, refining, refining the yeah. processes of yeah. how we do things on the day, yeah. after the day, how we deliver things to to clients. So yeah, yeah, and I think in terms of sort of the the practicality of of doing it on the day, you have mentioned a little bit about it, but on a a wedding where it's film and photograph. Um, Jules, you'll focus on doing the photographs for the day, and I'll focus more on doing the the filming. And that's we're not rigid in that. Um, it flows nicely because although we will have a priority, if you like, it doesn't mean that if you're taking some nice photographs of some nice moments, you know, kind of stuff, uh, people at the drinks reception or, or whatever it might be, you're not going to think right. Well, I'm not getting a video of this. Lindsay's not here, she's off doing something else. So, <laughs> you know, she's she's elsewhere. She's indoors doing details or whatever. I'm not going to take a video. No, come on. Because of the way that the cameras are set up and um, how we use them, you'll quickly switch it to film and vice versa. Yep. Um, and just if, if we took then, let's another example, let's take uh, the portraits and the group shops, sorry, um, as an example for, for through the day. You will be taking the images of those and I'm just candidly getting a few kind of clips of the different groups, group setups and things like that and what other people are doing sort of during the, the drinks reception. But again, if I'm spotting any moments where I think, well, it'd be nice to have a photograph of that, but Jules is down there and he's with other people. Yeah, so if someone comes up to you and says, can you take a photo oh, with yeah. me and Aunt it, Betty? Yeah, yeah. as is always happening. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to say, oh, no, sorry. I'm the filmmaker, yeah. Yeah. Which is what happens a <laughs> lot at weddings when you're holding a little Sony mirrorless camera. <laughs> uh, you look like a photographer and you someone comes up to you and wants a photo and you have to say, I'm, I'm, the, yeah. I'm the videographer. I'll get the photographer for you. <laughs> because like, you know, yeah, it, but like we don't yeah. have that issue when we're no, doing this, do we? No, And we kind of structure the day where if you start from prep then, so you'll drop me off um, at the bri- with, with the bride most time or it will be with, with, with one... Um, one person in the couple and you will go to the other one and then also the venue as well and again we're doing both we're switching between film and photo and it's just one one per it's one extra person in the room or at the place isn't it with the person that that's getting married that day so yeah so we're not it's it's not like you've got a photographer and a videographer going and being in the room all the time no you know or or being around yeah Lindsay in prep we'll be getting photo and video mm. and I will be getting photo and video with the person I'm with and usually I've got time to do other bits as well. Yeah. And then we'll kinda of, we'll come together again for the, the wedding ceremony 
um, as we are for then the speeches, the first dance, things like that. Um, we break it down so that just like when you've got a separate photographer and videographer, you're going to have one person at the front in a ceremony, you're going to have one person at the back and that's how we do it. And we'll have two static cameras set up, one at the front, one at the back, and we'll both have a camera to take images as well. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a, it, it's a terrific sort of, um, so at that point, it is like you've got a team of four people, but there's just two of us. That, that's it. That's it. And and we, we just hear so much now how important to whomever it is that's walking down the aisle to greet their partner, the one walking down the aisle, more than ever. Because the focus is always on them. Yeah. And they want to see the reaction. They want to see the reaction, yeah. And so that's a massive priority and a big, big focus for us and the reason why we make sure that the front and the back is covered so that we are getting both reactions yeah. in film and photo for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we've just developed kind of sort of processes and the ways that we do things. We've just developed it so that um, although we try to kind of approach it with minimal equipment, there are parts of the day where we will need, whether it's just tripods, whether it's the sound equipment that um, for, for audio or whether it might be a bit of lighting, We've got that equipment with us. We've got it ready with us. Yeah. Um, should we need it? Yeah. And I think we've just got to. Uh, we've gone through phases of, you know, turning up like um, Tackleberry <laughs> <laughs> with with all the. I don't think we ever did do that, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Lo- loads of equipment, things like that, and and just over time, the more sort of experience that we've we've gained. No one's going to know what that is, are they? <laughs> no, let's. So. Just turning up, laden down with bags and equipment and lights and stands and all the rest of it. But I think as we've gained more experience in doing the film and photo together, we've been able to see where, well, that's just never used. That's just a bit excessive. If we're trying to remain true to being discreet, not obtrusive towards a couple, let's scale it back. Let's What can we work with that's still going to produce really good results for us, but it's nice and yeah. minimal what do we and need essentially yeah and what is like a might use that every now and then mm. yeah. yeah yeah so Lindsay's kind of talked there about like what the what the day typically looks like <laughs> so i'll kind of go through a little bit more about the equipment and the way that that's that, that's integrated into what we do um before i do that it's it's important to mention about timing anticipation and planning an organization so if you're going to try and do photo, photo and video together, it, I mean, everyone's got a different level of organisation on the wedding day. Some people don't know what's going on and they just wing it. And some people have more organisation. Um, we found that it's really important to know what's happening when, when you're doing photo and video, just so that you're ready and you're prepared. And Lindsay's touched on the equipment. So, you know, if we need to put cameras on tripods for the ceremony... But because we're doing the photo and we kind of, you know, we're focusing on being there to make make sure we get those photos, we need to think ahead for getting those tripods set up mm-hmm. and getting the cameras ready to be put on the tripod, you know, to, to film at the mm-hmm. same time. Because mm-hmm. that's our responsibility. There ain't another yeah. set of people doing that. No. So we have to be organised. We have to know what's happening when. And we have to be able to then pack up that equipment quite quickly as well. Yeah. And that's why you mentioned about as little equipment as possible and knowing where you're going to store it and knowing mm. how you're going to 
who's going to do it. So like one person at the end of the ceremony, for instance, will go outside and continue capturing things through both photo and video and the other person will sort the equipment out. So it's just having, having a plan like that, isn't Mm. it? Um, We work handheld most of the time. So there's obviously going to be parts of the day where we will use other pieces of equipment like a tripod or a monopod. um, And we, we, we will need audio recorders and stuff. But essentially we take... I would say we take more equipment than the average photographer to a wedding because we've got all the tripods and things. But in terms of what we carry, you know, we keep most of it in the car. Mm. We get those bits out when we need them. And then the rest of the time, I literally have a satchel. You have a satchel, Mm -hmm. like a messenger bag. That's it. That's all we carry. And everything is in those messenger bags. So you've got what you need, usually a couple of cameras and some lenses and, um, like batteries and stuff mm-hmm. and then i'll carry my my bag's a little bit bigger and i'll carry two or three cameras and the audio equipment and for most of the day we're not going to need lighting but i might i might have a flash in, in my bag as well just so that if if we're having to take photos and it's quite dark but again putting a speed light in your bag doesn't take up much space so that's not not really a big deal so i can get we can get all that stuff can't mm-hmm. we in one bag all the audio yeah. equipment everything um and it's essential that you kind of know your equipment really well beforehand. So you want to be really comfortable with the settings. Um, and two cameras um, is not going to be enough to do photo and video, I would say. No. I would say three is the minimum you can get away with doing a full photo. It depends. If you're doing highlight film, I'll just caveat that. If you're just doing a highlight film alongside your photography, two cameras is fine. If you're doing full ceremony speeches, coverage, things like that, you're going to need at least three cameras. Um, if you've got four or more, but even better. But three is the, the minimum. We use Sony cameras. We're not going to go into gear in this, but as well, there's a good reason we use those. And we find that they, they're really good for switching between photo and video. Um, the way that we set them up, we can do that quickly. We have the settings in a way that, um, yes, you can set up memory functions so you can switch on the dials between photo and video and things for different for doing different things. We have that set up and we use those particularly when we're doing video. But actually, when we're doing photo and video, we pretty much record in the same format for everything. And when you're not recording, it's it's ready to, to fire the photos off. So there is no switching between settings. Yeah, the simplicity in, in, in that. And that's just as we've gained new, as we've got new cameras you know that's thanks we've to gained you kind functionality of, of doing yeah, that, yeah yeah but again it's 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 because of the because of the change you know right from the the manufacturers from it's the, they've they've built it in this way so that it's got so you that can function, do it. And, so you and it's testing different settings worked, and, yeah. and being like well actually we used to do it like this but it's slightly quicker if we do it like that mm. so the setup so that Literally, you are just pressing record or pressing the shutter button and getting photo or video. Um, lens choice is a huge one. We've, we touched on we touched on um, zooms and versus primes in the last episode. Don't care. Doesn't matter what you use. You could use if you like using primes, use primes. If you like using zooms, use zooms. There are certain things that you might be better off with a zoom lens for when you're doing photo and video. Um, because you, you're just not going to have the flexibility with a prime lens. Doesn't mean you can't do that um it's just 
it might be help more helpful and easier for you if you've got that flexibility. But that's that's something to just consider. The microphones we use, we've got all sorts of different ones that we can use if in different situations. But the ones that we'll use nine times out of ten are the Sony TX650s, which everybody else in the videography world uses in the UK. And the reason is is because they're so small and they're so easy to start, you know, to, to press record and clip on. That's what we want. Simple. So, yes, we could probably use something that would get slightly better audio re- results. Um, but what we need is fast and efficient, mm. easy to use, yeah. uh, and, and not not a, not something that's going to put the, the couple off. No. Lighting, again, we'll, we'll carry a flash on us just in case we're in a situation where the photos are going to really suffer if we don't use lighting. Um, but very rare that we need to use that during the day um, and then in terms of the the video stuff you know you, you if you work on the thing of I've got to do video and photo of this so I will use natural light wherever possible mm. that helps and then you're not trying you're not relying on using flash and then you can we do have d- diff- different sets of LED constant LEDs that we can use but um, apart from dance floor we, we don't really use them. Might might do some creative stuff with them in the evening. Again, LEDs have, are kind of not there yet replacing the flash, but they're, they're getting there. And I would say that in the next five years, there won't be need to have two different sets of lights. I think the lights that you'll be able to get for video work, will be the video lights will be so small and so powerful that, that you'll be able to do everything with just that light rather than having to use strobes mm. or speed lights um photo from video so give you an example of something that we've used a few times if you're in a particular situation where you know you're going to want a shot for instance of um someone coming down the aisle and you're at you're at an angle where you can't really see them if you set the camera up on a tripod so you'd need to get low or you'd need to be handheld or whatever I've I've done it a couple of times, aren't I, where I've... Cause, because one of the cameras we've got is a Sony A1. It shoots in 8K. You could get away with this with a 4K camera, I'd say. The photos might not be quite as good. But shooting 8K, couple, uh, you know, someone walking down the aisle, um, we've taken stills from that. Mm. So we've basically got a really good piece of footage that we can use for the video. And then we've also got some frames from that that look almost identical to what you'd get if you took a photo, mm. especially once you've put the preset that we'd use and everything on it. Because you're shooting in exactly the same colour profiles and everything with both. So, you know, we've we've done that and we know that that's possible. So, you know, look into the future. That's, you know, you're not going to be able to do that all day. It's going to be certain situations, you know, you're going to need to think about your shutter speed and your frame rate and everything, but it's possible to do that. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, printing in like a large format, still, still, jury's still out on that. Still need to keep testing with that because, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, there's a lot of variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So to conclude, where where's it going? What do you think, Lynn? That's a long pause. I'm gonna fill it. Um, 
think well I've, I've a photographer in mind at the moment that I know that you've spoken to recently who said that they might just move away from photography completely into uh, video but that's because they kind of have that previous experience as well um, so do I see that two together will become more of a thing um, that that's I think that's down that will be down to personal preference yeah. of the photographer and videographer um, and I think it will be informed by where you currently sit on the fence with that I think what your previous kind of professional background is uh, whether the photo or the video is something that you have always done and how strongly you, that you feel that they are two separate disciplines that should remain so. I think um, for me, it's a really positive thing that the kind of stats that you shared at the beginning. Well, what do you think about the consumer? More, because from the, for, for, the, for the consumer, j- just all, all day long, because you, you only have to put yourselves in the shoes of you just have to take your, your wedding photographer videographer hat off for a moment and think well if, would you, would if, you? I'm, if I'm getting married if you got married what again do if I you think? divorced me and got married again would you, <laughs> oh, gosh, <never. laughs> would you, would you um, hire someone to do if I if I was confident you, you know if I chose someone and I was confident in having seen enough of their work to know that they could do both on the day um then I think that that would great that would be great I yeah. think that would be uh, a great thing to do to either have one person or a team of people that are able to do both of them. And the reason why is because of the consistency that I'll see across the work. Yeah. Um, and like you say, from a consumer's kind of perspective, maybe they're able to gain more value for money in having a, a combination of the two that's supplied by one person. Um, I, I think I, definitely I think, is I think a for me, to... you know, I, I'd, I, I'd want the fewer people. I think, yeah. I, I, when we go to a wedding, you know, if we've been someone's hired both of us mm-hmm. just to do video, mm-hmm. how awkward do you feel now when there's two photographers and two of us? Mm-hmm. Like it, it does feel in the, weird, in those, doesn't like, it? Quieter moments of the day, yeah. When no, if, c- most of the day, because, it because you know, we'll, we'll you know, we'll say, oh, what's just go sit in the car for a f- few minutes, you know, because that kind of particularly after the the meals finished and it's well, it's sort of down to hide. To, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you 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 don't you don't want to be or, or I I just feel really uncomfortable because we're we're so consciously kind of our whole thing is about being discreet, blending into the background, and if it's just naturally a, a quieter part of the day, everyone's stuffed. There's times where people, you know, they don't mind being yeah. taken the photos and, and being filmed when when there's a, an atmosphere. But when yeah. there's not, when there isn't really anything when happening, there's, there's nobody dancing, there's nobody, no. like, really, they're just trying to have a quiet conversation. It can feel really awkward yeah. with you when you're, even if you've not picked your camera up and you just, they just, if they know you're there, mm. you're thinking. They're not relaxed and you're and, kind of thinking, yeah. oh. I'm you not know, even going to use this footage, or I'm not going to use these yeah. photos because they're not—they're not going to do anything. I already mm. got loads from mm. the drinks reception. Why would I get, you know, 
same photos but slightly worse because yeah. there's less going on less facial expressions things yeah. like that yeah and i know that from a couple's perspective they sometimes think well i want two of each because then i don't want to miss get, anything I'm, yeah i'm just getting the maximum coverage then i'm not going to miss anything yeah like you say but would you say um, anybody misses I've, anything when we do photo and video together well, it's never been. I, d- I don't believe they do because I feel like it, it is comprehensive cover that, that they get still in both because of the how way many, that we many, do things. So we just, we just done one. How many photos are we delivering for the one that we, you've just finished editing? They're just for uh, 832. So we're doing photo one video all day, mm-hmm. just the two of us, mm-hmm. and you're still delivering nearly 900 photos. Cooled down from, and and that's yeah. the, you know that's the thing. I, I suppose you could look at this from a perspective of well, where can you start to make efficiencies then in the number of photographs that you take? Because from a photo and video job, because we'll both at some point have been taking photographs or at various and that burst day, mode on the A one is a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there could be somewhere between three four thousand images. But that's not that many because I heard someone on a podcast the other day say that they take 12,000 at a wedding and a ma- and and they said they didn't think that was that many and my jaw nearly dropped. So. Good grief. Yeah, anyway, right. side, side. Anyway, side sorry. So, yeah, so um, particularly as well, I'm, I'm, I don't want to start another kind of thread of conversation here, but, you know, you, you'll have structured your packages and you will let your couples know that they're going to receive our terminologies a minimum of... So, and the couple that you're referring to, so theirs was 400 photographs, okay? So they're getting double. And I know that some people are like, well, are you mad? What are you doing? Why have you then spent double the time editing? If they're they're good ones, we just want to give them, don't we? Absolutely, yeah. And and so for for me, out of the 4,000 plus images that were taken that day, those 800 are the ones that I think are fantastic. And I think, you know, it's so important to show everyone, isn't it? Mm. Show everybody that was part of that day. And I think we've learned that from the past few years because that will mean the world to the couple. And, you know, just there's so much animation and and facial expressions and and just laughs that are in this particular set. They're brilliant. And a semi-naked fella on the dance floor. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was 400 to the couple, <laughs> 400 uh, just 400 of him. Yeah. No. Photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it, that's terrific value for money for them, but value in memories yeah. also. And j- just, yeah, but back it re-immersed back into that day. Because, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think it, it's it's surely only a good thing. Yeah, and then and then as well. So they've then they've got the video. So they've got the ceremony speeches, first dance, all in full. Yeah. Um, in fact, no, it was a doc edit. So it's a full do, it's a full doc edit. So it's got all the like extra bits in between those. Like so, a lot more footage from the morning and the middle of the day and, and the dance floor. And then they've also got a creative mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. which isn't one of the longer creative films that we do, but that's because yeah. of the package that they they mm-hmm. they booked. But um, you know, it's a, it's a it's it's a creative film that's similar to what most people's creative highlight films will be. And, um, you know, we've done that and that all together. Yeah. And I know we're going to kind of later on today, we'll come together on those before we send them on to the, to the couple, because I haven't fully watched the film yet. But what I'll say to you is that just briefly from seeing you putting the finishing touches to it yesterday, I see the images I've just edited in your footage 
and I think and when I feel the like consistency. when you talk about consistency, yeah. Colour wise, it's the same quality and it's the same moments and one of them is still. Yeah. And one of them you get to see what happens before, during and after that image. And I, I just love that. Yeah. And I love being able to give that to people. That's amazing. So to answer your question, if we got married <laughs> again tomorrow or well, I wouldn't marry anyone else, but okay. But yeah, that's not I pull would, that thread. I, I would, I would hundred percent love it if we could have a team that could do that and then show me those moments afterwards. Yeah, where I could just see that snippet in an image, but then I get to see what happened around it as well. Yeah, and we could, we did try to do this under an hour. It's not happened. Um, we could start talking about how that all ties into your brand and your message and how you're selling that to the couple. But I think that that is going into a completely different topic. But it's true because what you just said is what we do, the reason it's got easier for us to sell this, the, easy, the reason it's got easier for us to market our business and our branding's much more focused than it was a few years ago is because that, because we know exactly why we would why a couple would want that and we know what we're we know what we're wanting to sell them Mm. we're selling those memories Mm -hmm. in that way yeah fist bump boom (laughs) (laughs) okay i think we'll wrap this up for today won't we Thank you so much for for your time. If you bear with us on this one, um, I promise you, at some point we'll manage less than an hour. At some point, we'll 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 get try, get this try done. Try watches and everything. <laughs> Need a big sun timer in front yeah. of us. <laughs> the timer's running out. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. Thank thank you so much for for watching and and listening. We hope that this has been useful today um that it's been interesting for you that it's given you some food for thought if it's something that you have considered um maybe it's just fueled your fire as to thinking no they should be separate and and only ever what are these mavericks doing (laughs) (laughs) but um either way we hope yeah it's it's been of use to you um if it has please don't forget to like and follow the podcast and if you've got any opinions or questions about what we've discussed today or maybe even in previous episodes best way to get in touch with us please is on instagram at wedding mavericks we are shooting a couple of weddings this weekend um so on friday as this podcast comes out and then on saturday also so we're out and about and on the road for the next couple of days um and whatever you are up to We hope it's a nice weekend for you. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.